0: Welcome to another week of It's Just My Thoughts, and I'm your host, Mika Reeves. And what's up, y'all? Today, I have a friend of the show, Shantae. She's back to join me this week uh, as we go through this episode. What's up, Shantae?
1: Hey, good morning. How you doing, guys?
0: All right. So uh, let's see. What have I been up to? Um, I feel like this week um, was, was okay, considering the last week. Uh, we have been seeing a lot of shit going on once again. Uh, just to give an update on the, the Capitol, um, I guess this week we've been seeing uh, people getting arrested for their involvement in it. Um, you know, we saw Trump get impeached for the second time uh, with details of that um, leading up later. And then we still see that inauguration is still on. And so um, they say that they're vamping up security for that. And so uh, I will be tuning into that and checking that out. Um, what's been going on with you, Shante?
1: Oh, nothing much. You know, I'm just a school counselor over here in this building, trying to stay masked, masked up. I don't have much.
0: <laughs> did the kids in, um, in your school, did they come back?
1: Yeah. So, um, we've been back since probably like October, but we were only like K through two. And then the first weekend in January after winter break, they invited back a third through fifth grade, but we don't have a full building, but we, do. I say we about half, maybe a little under half. So normally like pre-covid we would have anywhere between 400 to 422 students and we probably at 200 something and the other kids are still remote
0: okay so what are they doing for like just precautions in the school
1: So as soon as you, well, really, before you even get out your car, like they want you to be masked up before you, your foot touches the parking lot. So you have to have on your mask. All staff are temperature checked at the door. There are are stations with sanitizer um, throughout the hallway. You can no longer use the water fountain. They have taped off bathrooms to like social distance. Of course, all the kids have to wear masks and then our janitorial staff. they come like it's timed throughout the building where they spray all door handles and stuff like that all food is delivered to the classrooms there there's no moving and I kind of hate that for the kids so like once they get in their room that's where they stay and us as the staff we transition to them
0: okay so they don't get recessed any, anymore, or they go out as a, as a class and have to stay in their section, or how does that work? Or No, no
1: exactly. They get oh. recessed, but um the playground is, like, sectioned off, and so each class has a designated area that um, they go in. And then also, like, when kids do buses, um, we do temperature checks, and if you're a car rider, you have to fill out, like, this form the night before, going through just the different COVID questions and so um, I think as a building we've done very well and the students have done well. I think a lot of adults didn't think that kids could rise to the occasion but they definitely know how to keep their masks on so I'm very proud of them.
0: That's good. I know for us we opted out of the child going back to school Um, so he's going to be virtual for the rest of the year only because it's his senior year and I'm just like just just finish it out at home. I because what's sad about the whole thing is I think teenagers is a whole nother belly of a beast and I feel about, you know, little kids. Like I was talking to my nephew who's like seven. And when I was talking to him about going back to school and wearing his mask, he was like talking to me like as if like, well, Auntie, why wouldn't I wear my mask? Like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, okay. And, you know, when it comes to um the child's age, like these teenage years, it, even he sometimes like he wears his mask and all that stuff but I've seen him sometimes when I'm like up at his job or something like that and he reckless so I, I feel like sometimes with them I don't know if they will really be um as conscious about whatever because I think in their minds they feel like they know and it's not really that big of a deal so I mean he he wears it but I just didn't want him to go back
1: so this is my my take on that I feel like um, if you are school age, all the kids are feeling it. So, like for my son, who is a second grader, his biggest thing was, you know, missing out on his friends. Uh, if if people are not aware, and I'm sure folks are, especially if you are a parent, kids thrive off uh, structure, and so at the at the height of the pandemic, that was a lot for all of kids to deal with because their routine it was just gone and so I had a a cousin who graduated as a senior last year and that really rocked her I mean I participated in her drive-through graduation um prom was canceled, you know so so for for teens it's different like my son like I said he just wanted to see his friends and he wanted to go on the playground but when you're thinking about like Um, high school students, you're trying to prep for school. If you plan to go to college, you're talking about SAT, ACT, like how do you navigate those things now? What does that look like? Testing, um, scholarships, all of those things, dorms, you know, what does that look like? I think a lot of people are, these schools are requiring, you know, COVID tests be done before they allow you to you know, move into the dorm. So it's definitely a whole different ball game. And even at the high school level, there are kids out here who are struggling virtually. So Ooh, if yeah. you can keep your child at home, and that's what you're comfortable doing, that's, that's great. But everybody that has opted to stay at home, that doesn't, that might not translate well academically. So at, that, at this point, you know, it's just personal preference.
0: Yeah, I think, um, and I don't want to stay too long on this, but I think when it comes to that, I definitely agree with you. Like, I know even for him, he struggles some, but the thing is, is that he's about to graduate. And if he was like a freshman or a sophomore, I feel like I would feel differently. But I mean, you only have five months left of high school. And at this point, your senior year, unfortunately, you know, it's pretty much a wrap. And I hate that because, you know, we kind of let him somewhat make his own decisions you know as a young adult and so last year he didn't really want to do like the prom and stuff like that and um even in sophomore year he didn't really want to do it and so he was like he was gonna wait and so he waited and so he so now you know we have this and he can't participate obviously because they're not gonna have it and so that I thought that kind of sucked you know as far as experience but when it comes to the SAT ACT they actually did cancel those so um most schools aren't Taking them. So we didn't. So he he took his uh, junior year, but we didn't have to really worry about any of that stuff because um, the schools canceled uh, ACT and SAT. And so uh, my thing with him that I had the conversations I had to have going into 2021 was just like, he doesn't know whether or not right now, you know, obviously the goal is for him to be in the dorm, but at the end of the day, we don't really know what's going on with COVID. And so potentially, you know, I told him, I'm like, potentially you could still be virtual. And so you have to just push through, you know, I encouraged, like, this is what we did, you know, as a family, we made him start taking vitamins. We make him go out the house and go for a run, go for walks, go for a run every day. You know, whether it's a walk, a simple walk around neighborhood, or you go for a run and just to get some sun, you see what I'm saying? Get out of the house, get some sun. And then, you know, he does work a job twice a week. So he does get a little social interaction. And then we make him do something with a friend, whether, you go out to eat, you you do something. Like last night he went, he went uh, he hung out for a little bit, like after his little mentor program. And they went bowling and came back home, you know, and he was, you know, wore his mask and everything. Like we make him do something instead of just sitting in the house, you know, whether you get on a game or something like that, you still need to leave your house because you're in the house all day. And that's helped tremendously since we really was like, Okay, let's make you a plan, you know, because we thought he was going to kind of be like, if you want to hang out, if you want to do something, but he wasn't doing that. And he was just kind of in the house, you know, getting a little in a funk. And then once I started seeing that, I was like, nah, you're going to have to be more intentional with what you got going on, you know. So that's what we did. And that's why we kind of opted to be like, you only got five months, let's keep it moving, because he don't know if he's going to be in a dorm room or he's going to be virtual starting college. So you got to get the mindset of like, I, I hate the virtual learning because I think it's made them somewhat lazier because he literally can turn in his work all the way up until the end of the quarter. And I mean, so I think that it's created some habits a little bit because I'm like, if it's due on Monday, you need to turn it in on Monday. I don't care if they give you time to turn it in all at the last minute because when you go to college, it's not going to be like that. And people aren't going to be leaning because you're virtual. And so I had to, Really have these conversations because I'm like, I don't care, turn it in. Just in mind, you he has no tests, no quizzes, it's literally him turning in work. And so I'm like, um, like just turn in, and that's that's it. I mean, I feel bad for the whole situation, but it, either way, for him who's 18, like you're gonna have to get it together because it doesn't, I mean, people aren't just being lenient in college. And I mean, you know, he, he got into college, and I'm like, that's the next goal now. The younger kids or even like, you know, younger in high school. I mean, I think it's rough all around for all for all the kids, you know, and I don't know what's the, what's the solution going to be, obviously. I don't know if they're going to make the COVID vaccination mandatory. I personally think for him in college, I think it's going to be mandatory after a certain point. But I don't know what they're going to do like to get past this, or is this like the new normal going forward? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I
1: hear you. I think it is. I think we are doing the best we can um as far as like the school systems they're trying to make decisions that's best for kids and adults and so um
0: let me ask you one more question what about the kids who haven't been at school at all this whole entire time what what's happening with them like is a parent or something being held accountable for that during this time or um because I actually know kid, I know uh some families who I guess their kids haven't been at all I don't think they've been this year either
1: Well, as a school, um, so, you know, you have your school social worker, like we have a team, Um, we call it the student support team. I'm a part of that team, the school social worker. And then we have another lady from a great organization called Communities and Schools who works in our building. And so what happens is teachers are supposed to make contact, like at the beginning of the school year, teachers make contacts with all their students on their roster within the first 10 days. And so we literally spent I'll say the first month of school really locating kids, mostly the social worker. Like y'all have to give it up to y'all school social workers. That's more their job than ours. But as a team, we assist. So making home visits, texting people. Um, We have different like apps that we use to communicate with parents outside of school. For some schools, it might be Class Dojo. For others, it might be Remind or what have you. But communicating with them through there, I mean, we really um, tried to make sure that there were no barriers to learning. So we provided hotspots, laptops. Um, We would even go out to homes and make sure that the kids were connected. And so that's really as far as the school perspective, because sometimes I feel like schools get a bad rap and people are really out here thinking that because we are remote, it's easier. So let me go on and tell y'all now, I'm speaking up for all my educators, that it's not. It's actually double the work. And we would prefer to see our babies be in the building. We miss those hugs and high fives. And so for us that, you know, we are in the building, we still have to be very cautious about that thing. But as far as preparation, hear me when I tell you that our teachers are out here busting their ass. So I'm kind of over the whole bit about schools not doing their part. Again, eliminating all barriers to education the best way we can. And so that's the only thing we can do. Now, if your mama don't put you on, that's her business. But please know my social worker done knocked at your door. Them high school social workers been looking for these kids, middle school we sending text messages, we trying to reach out to our parents. And um, for the most part, I can only speak from my school, they've been very supportive. They've been answering those phones. Um, But there's really nothing we can do outside of if we provide internet access and a laptop our kids got brand new ipads k through third grade got ipads you know like really trying to make it so that you have no excuse not to be at school whether you're remote or in person so right. yeah
0: yeah no i definitely uh i definitely think the teacher's been working all y'all you know educators you know what i'm saying um i commend you and that's that's why i just try to make sure you know as a parent like you know we're doing our part and just being like listen like having conversations because i'm like it's not right to dump all that work at the end of the quarter on a teacher you know what i'm saying like you're trying to make up <clears throat> excuse me all this work and then you turn in like this dude was turning in like 10 12 assignments no sir that's not gonna work that's not right you know for somebody they gotta sit and grade that stuff you know that's not right to do that so um, but a lot of, I mean, honestly, I think a lot of students are doing that. So, and I, I just wonder what, what was going on with this, with the, um, the students who just aren't logging in. I, I just don't understand because I'm like, are they going to get put back or what's happening during this time when they finally do come back to school? I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get the parents. That's, yes. I know another parent, I don't want to be parent shaming on here who's just was like, listen, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just doing the best I can. And they just let their kid just pretty much play the video game all day and like if they miss class they miss class. If they if they log in they log in I'm like I don't understand it but I knew I know this is hard to navigate but I'm like I guess you want your kid happy but I ain't never seen nothing like it
1: well if they I mean so if they're a high school kid no, they have like elementary be, oh no yeah like when we were working from home it, it was definitely an adjustment and for younger people for, for parents with younger kids, um, it was an adjustment for everybody. So for us, it was like, okay, wow, because at that time I was working from home and I'm trying to so-called homeschool. No, I don't even like that word because it's been really a homeschool. We were trying to do remote learning. So it definitely was a a struggle in the beginning and kind of like what you said with your kid, we had to create a routine. Like, okay, even though we're at home, let's wake up. You need to shower. You need to put on clothes. You know, we bought him a desk. We got him a nice laptop. Like there's no excuse. So for my kid and I can't, you know, can't speak for everybody. He has been able to transition and did well virtually. um, But not, in the beginning, oh, he was struggling. His fate you could tell he was tired because it was too much. I felt like they were online too long in the beginning, but he has been able to adjust. And that's one thing I can say about kids they are resilient and they will, they are flexible and they are forgiving. And so, because sometimes technology don't always work right, you're trying to log in right. through these different platforms and uh you know, technology ain't always your friend. And let me say this so that we can, before we move on, I need y'all to stop. We done. We Y'all, we've been remote since March of last year. We about to be in March again. If y'all don't start muting your mics and turning <laughs> off your cameras and I'm talking to adults, I'm not I'm even talking you. to the kids. They have better netiquette, which is internet etiquette, than these grown people. It's ridiculous. This foolishness i have seen and heard like how you do not know your mic and your camera is on and y'all got the audacity to be doing adult things while you on a zoom shame on you i'm so judging right now yes i am <laughs> get it together like immediately i mean just out here yeah. cussing and just doing all kind of embarrassing your children
0: yeah it, what's Stop crazy it. is i even see that uh at work you know sometimes people still don't put themselves on mute and stuff like that it's weird uh, that's the first thing i do i'm double muted because i mean i probably be ratchet over here sometimes so i'm double muted if i could triple mute, i'm triple muted you know what i'm saying that's the first thing i do so i never understand why people don't just check that automatic from the gate make sure you're muted you know what i'm saying some
1: people some people might be technology technology i can't say it. they might be challenged but it's a picture so we all know what a <laughs> mic a mic with a red x look like come on we try. i'm trying to get y'all people out here the benefit of the doubt and you're still on the struggle it's it's inappropriate and it's unacceptable because this is our new norm so these little kinks you've had plenty of time to work that out
0: yeah, yeah i agree well thank you for sharing that shante i i i wanted to know um your perspective. I don't think we ever had this conversation before, so it was cool that we just actually had that in in this setting, but let's just move on to um, Motivational Monday. So for Motivational Monday, I had a quote by Martin Luther King Jr. that I wanted to read today. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. So I like this quote because I think it's very um, relevant to right now in present day, and um, you know, I always say um, that I wish that we would just work on just being kind to each other. Um, I think that if we could just put that into everyday practice, everyone and, you know, love more and hate less and be kind, you know, the world probably be better. I know that sounds cliche, but it probably would be a better place. You know, so for me, I really do try to be kind and and I teach my son to be kind. And, you know, those are conversations that we have because you honestly feel better when you're good to people. You know, I do at least. So that's what I have for Motivation on Monday. So let's move to Black Excellence. Then we'll get into some hot topics. So for Black Excellence, I have um, Tessa Thompson. She launched a production production company. And she has a first look deal uh, with HBO, HBO Max, where she's doing, um, let's see, Who Fears Death? And then she's doing Secret Lives of Church Ladies adaptations. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, well, let me see. I can't remember what her production company was called uh oh she's launched viva mode it's a two-year deal at the warner media owned cable network and streaming service so that's pretty cool big up to times Thompson. i think we're seeing more and more of uh, especially women but more and more you know just people going to um you know being directors and having their own companies and things like that and really just trying to own their own which is great entrepreneurship and things like that so i thought that was cool when i saw that i personally love tessa thompson i think she's beautiful and so she's one of my favorites so i was excited when i saw this so i wanted to recognize her for um my black excellence this week all right so let's move on to hot topics shantae is going to help me a little bit with this i don't really have much i only have a few hot topics this week um to kind of go over let's see i'm gonna start with um i actually saw this the other day all right so the other day i saw that michigan plans to charge their ex-governor snyder and flint water probe now this is what was interesting about this um that that i found interesting i never really fully understood i mean i understand it to a certain degree because i'm black but i never fully understood like the flint michigan like water crisis because i didn't understand like which is probably why they're going to start making arrests in regards to um, they're arresting the former Michigan governor, Rick Snyder, his health director, and other ex-officials. They're being charged in a new investigation of the Flint water scandal, which devastated the majority of Black city, which led with lead contaminated water. Um, And so, and also, you know, the fact that it was, it led to a deadly outbreak. So my thing was that I never understood with it was, How was it possible that you have this black town, this black city that literally is just has dirty, dirty water for all that time? And it's still I think they still I don't think it's fixed even now. I think they still have um, this water crisis. And I think it's fucking terrible. And so I never understood, like, why didn't they just fix the shit? So when I saw that that they were going to arrest them. I didn't think they ever I didn't think anybody was ever going to be held accountable for this. Did Did you see this by any chance?
1: no i didn't hear anything about that but um and i didn't really understand it fully either but i think it's great that um things are starting to happen because i'm sure there are things like that happening all over and and nobody has to nobody has to answer to to none of those things and so
0: it's fucking terrible i it's like you know um it's, it's just a system man just like i i just the way the way um you know blacks are treated is just it's just terrible sometimes um and when you sit and think about the fact that these kids have been drinking he was like when i was looking at it like a couple years ago when i was looking at everything when it was like uh, i watched a documentary on it and i mean you know the water was coming out brown and i mean you know even in the school systems they are drinking this water and i mean it was fucking horrible and i'm like i don't understand how you can just let that continue in present day United States and somebody and you have a city that's drinking contaminated water from like I think corroded pipes or something that never was fixed it's just crazy so I'm curious to see how um you know this is kind of going to go down you know to me this is like a a, this definitely shows environmental injustice and obviously racism and things like that so I'm curious to see how their cases are going to go down and if they're charged or whatever's going to happen so I did want to talk about this a little bit and just kind of highlight it for one of my hot topics but um they said that they were you're gonna start seeing court cases pretty soon. So I'm just curious to see how that's gonna go down. The rest of the stuff I have is just pretty much some little bit of updates. So last week I talked about Dr. Dre suffering aneurysm. Now, this is what's interesting about this case. Um, I'm not sure if you saw this either, Shantae, but so okay, you know him and his wife have been going back and forth about the divorce settlement. So she came out and said that, um, and I also want to do point out that he is back home and, and is doing better, but let me just talk about what his wife said. So in new court documents, she states that she basically is accusing him of holding a gun to her head, punching her in the face and lifting her off the ground by her neck. Apparently the documents were filed just days before Dr. Dre was admitted to the hospital for brain aneurysm. So he, um, he obviously denies this saying that, you know, that was not the case, Um, And she basically said in response that I've explained in excruciating painful detail the abuse that Andre has perpetrated against me over more than 25 years. Um, This is not the first time that she said that he has put a gun to her head or, you know, physically assaulted her. And let me just say this. Now, everybody that listens to my show, especially the men, they're always like, Mika, you always take the woman's side. You, You are, you know, a feminist and you're always, you know, saying that the woman has to be right I'm not I don't always say that but I will say though when it comes to abuse I think when a woman speaks out about and I could be wrong this is my opinion when a woman speaks out about abuse as embarrassing as that is right nobody wants to sit and say like I'm getting my ass beat at home right so most people don't speak out about abuse so when someone speaks out about abuse and this wasn't her first time I mean I more so lean to believe that that happened also i watched the michelle a did you watch that movie Shantae? movie did you watch that? well michelle a dated dr dre back in the day and she basically made a whole movie talking about how he was he was abusive he beat her ass the whole entire relationship and he tried to not get it to air but that movie was horrible i mean he like beat her ass and everybody was like and i i believed it i mean i don't think people were just going to outwardly speak out about being abused I mean, some people lie, you know, like some, some people lie, you know, men lie, women lie, but I don't, I, in most cases, I always lean towards the woman because I, I just, I just know when it comes to abuse, most people don't always say that they're being abused. What do you think?
1: So at first, when you said the timing of when she came out with these details and with him going into the hospital, it seemed sketchy
0: um this was before she did the details before he then a couple days later he had an aneurysm
1: No, okay so i also wonder and not to say that what she's saying is not true um i definitely take any type of abu- abuse between a couple serious but Um, With these court proceedings, because I think I briefly seen something about she did sign a prenup, but that she would be getting spousal support. Is this supposed to be something that can help her receive more money? That's that's one question for me. But um, I do hate that she felt like she couldn't get out and stay so long. And I, I wonder and I don't know if you have any insight on that because I don't keep up with celebrity stuff like, what was it about now that it was like, okay, I have to leave. Um, I've definitely seen it with my own eyes. And so I know that, um, you know, women at some point reach, reach a breaking point. And it's like, okay, this is it. So maybe, you know, that's what that was for her, but I'm hoping that um, there'll be like just cordial you know d- divorce can be really funky even when mm-hmm. you don't have a lot of money even when you're not a Dr. Dre you could just have like a little your own little trucking company or something I mean I don't it just seems um
0: I said that, that last sometimes time.
1: We'll, yeah it just feels messy for a lot of people whether you're a celebrity or not so um hopefully there can be some just civilness to all this
0: and you know i said that last week you know when it comes to divorce man divorce is so fucking yucky right and it's crazy because it's like obviously i've never married i've never been divorced so this is just me speaking on it you know i don't really know um but i have talked to people that went through divorce and they are everybody that's went through divorce has always told me it has been one of the most horrible things because you go from like loving this person this the person you're going to spend your life with and then it's I've, i don't think i've ever seen a good divorce where you just split and it's decent because I, it's like something about i guess either the hurt or whatever at the end of it and then now you're angry bitter and you're at each other's throat this is how i feel about their situation now i i do think dr dre um is abusive because it's, it's too many women saying that he beat them it's like it's like at this point five or six women um I think what hurts this case is the fact that I don't think she ever went to the authorities, but a lot of women don't. Right. Um, so I don't even, I'm not going to sit and be that person and say, well, she never said anything because a lot of women don't right? like, you know, I've, I've seen domestic violence and I have my thoughts towards domestic violence. Right. Um, and I've read books about it. And so, um, a lot of people don't, you know, say what's going on. Um, it could be embarrassment. It could be fear. It could be a lot of, a lot of things. And so, I think when it gets to the end, and then people now like now you know she's wanting money and everything else. I was listening to a podcast. I think I talked about this last week. And there, and the guy was like, which I don't understand what he meant. They're married 26 years. If I, I feel like personally, you married 26 years, the woman should just get half because why are y'all going back and forth and you basically trying to make her leave with nothing and she was with you for 26 years and have your children. I think that she should get something. She signed a prenup and then he ripped up the prenup. Whatever, whatever. And, you know, I guess she was walking in the, in the idea that, um, everything was good, but I think, you know, divorce gets so ugly to where now, you know, he doesn't want to give her anything. He did agree while he was in the hospital for temporary spousal support. He gave her $2 million. But I mean, this dude is worth like over $200 million. You know, I think you should just give her something, you know, and just be done with it instead of going back and forth and fighting each other in court. Just be done with it. That's what I think.
1: So I'm going to say this, and I'm going to be done with this conversation. Um, And it's not to make light of people that divorce. I'm married. I've been married for a long time. I've been with my spouse for a long time but if i'm at the point or if we're at the point where we are thinking about that in the in, i would say probably in the in the middle of it like when it's happening i can understand people being upset you know people have been saying lately that marriage is a business so you do want to you want to feel like almost like a pension. You know, I done gave you time, sir, right we done been together for a long time. I feel like I should be able to leave this marriage with something. But even if that man had nothing to give, because a lot of us, we out here common folks, we ain't signing no, we ain't signing no prenups. But um, I deal in perspective. So let me tell you, I'm going to be happy. Clearly, if y'all ain't working out, I don't understand why people leave divorce sad. It, it really reminds me and it's like I said, it's not to make light, but one of my favorite movies and my husband does not understand how I can watch this movie over and over is the color purple. And when I tell you, if I walk out somebody's uh, office, I'm gonna be like silly. I might be <laughs> I might be black. I might be ugly. But what she say, I'm here and I'm free. But you're like, yeah. I, like, you got to look at it. from It's our ideal in perspective. I live by perspective. And so. I don't understand how people's perspective is not okay. This is this wasn't this wasn't good for me. I'm finally in a place where I can release myself and I'm and I'm okay with that. I do know somebody that got divorced and we had a party and we showed out for her because she was really excited to be released from all that hurt and all that pain and we called it free at last birthday bash because it was her birthday too. So we would celebrate we were double double celebrating. So it really is just to me about how you view it. It doesn't have to be messy. It don't have to be ugly but nine times out of ten it is. So
0: I think because people I think it gets that way because people are hurt and then they you know some people just can't i don't know but if you hurt that, though but
1: if you hurt okay so friend if you hurt and you want out why are you fighting me on being released and set free i just don't it don't make sense I, I need somebody to make it make sense yeah that don't make sense to me you hurt you heard about getting the void like what So, yeah, I I, uh, look,
0: but I think when it comes to, uh, you know, sometimes it just be the ego of things. It just be people sometimes even with even with regular breakups, not even divorce, you know, and you don't got no stake in the game or regular relationship. You can just fucking leave. You still got people acting crazy, you know, when it comes to that, too. So I think divorce I think a lot of stuff just comes with that and then at that point they're like I don't want to give this person anything and they want to make it just fucking difficult for the person sometimes people are just like that like it, it don't make sense for me and you because obviously we, we would be normal right if something like that was to happen but a, a lot of people aren't normal and a lot of people just transform into somebody else I think that's what makes divorce nasty is that people transform into this person that you don't even know anymore because they're just so upset or maybe somebody didn't want to get divorced and you know whatever could be the case Uh, that's that's when I think the nastiness come out I think
1: or they was they bit nasty you knew this that's why you asking for the divorce now it's just magnified now you really seeing why you want to be set free anyway again I'm over here building in perspective so I'm always gonna have a good spin on it I'm gonna angle it yeah because you know um, I think that's why people start that process you start to see some things or you notice those things because sometimes we marry and we get off topic but sometimes people marry somebody and you knew them you saw them red flags but you you chose to overlook it you tried to see them for the kind person or you tried to highlight and big up the the, the good qualities that you liked about them knowing good and well yeah. they had some red flags that you probably should have questioned or asked about or you shouldn't have never married the person in the first place but that's a whole nother um show for another day so <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah we, we could go down the rabbit hole with this um for forever but i don't know whatever their situation is uh you know i hope that they get it resolved and and be decent to each other and just get it done because this just seems like it's getting nastier and nastier so i i don't know but uh let's see i only have uh two more things so um, y- y'all know how I feel about Queen Sugar. Queen Sugar's coming back next month in February. I can't remember the date. I think the middle of February, but I'm really excited about Queen Sugar. I need to rewatch season five. Uh season four. What season are we on? Season five. I think I think the next season season five. So I need to rewatch season four. Season four was my favorite one. So I'm really looking forward to that coming back. And I also wanted to um say that so Issa Ray this week announced that insecure was coming to an end. Um, so next season, it's going to be the last season. So um, I'm kind of throwing you on a spot right here. But what's your predictions for the last season? Do you think?
1: Oh, you asking me? Yeah. <laughs> I need uh, Um, and I do watch Insecure, so y'all Insecure fans don't hurt me. But it's been a minute. How did we leave the last season? Oh, I think I know. Oh, what's her name?
0: Who? Which one? Isa uh, a Molly. Who? Not you no, the girlfriend
1: that the girlfriend.
0: Uh, uh whose girlfriend?
1: That old boy was dating. Issa's uh
0: old boo. Oh, um Condola.
1: That raggedy name. Uh <laughs> so okay, yeah. So it's all coming back to me. Um they was doing good, then Condola talking about she pregnant, and that really pissed it. I think it pissed a lot of us off, like ish like why so I feel like my prediction would be because Molly really pissed me off last season she's so about self and even though we saw Issa's character kind of struggle in the beginning and Molly was the one that always helped her I think that's why you get that other side of Molly because you see Issa coming to her own and we're loving it and I feel like Molly struggled because she didn't know where she sat with Issa anymore, she was always the friend that helped out, that provided, and she didn't really need her in that aspect anymore. So I feel like their situation is going to continue to deteriorate. Um, and what because we it may ended see with
0: them not the being friends, right? It ended with them not being friends, right? They didn't make up, right? I don't
1: know if they wasn't friends, but they definitely didn't end on a good note. And at that point, you know, like, Molly's boyfriend done called her out on her shit. Like, we clearly can see, Molly, you on some fuck shit. Excuse my language. So fine. I, I feel like them. they're gonna pick up, they're gonna pick up with like, where that ended. And hopefully we get to see some kind of closure. Why can't I remember her boyfriend name? Uh, um, condola Baby Daddy lawrence lawrence hopefully we get to see because i think lawrence and isa can get
0: back together do you think they can stay together and i
1: feel like i i feel like we are all rooting for lawrence and isa from the very beginning and condola has really threw a wrench in any any hope we have for them with her being pregnant and she really she really like messed it up because she was like you know i'm not gonna ask you to be there but i don't we i feel like lawrence ain't that kind of dude right so he's not gonna just not be there and so realistically i don't think that they're gonna make it but i'm rooting for Issa and lawrence i definitely am so
0: i think it's possible to in their situation i think it's possible to continue dating it's just a matter of like that's going to be difficult to see him you know have his first with somebody else but I mean it's possible once you move once you move forward from it because I mean technically they weren't together when he was with Condola and you know he was having sex with her and then he got back with Isa. I mean technically it didn't happen when they were together so you know I mean it's possible to move forward from that I don't know what's gonna happen yeah, this last yeah, season I'm hoping Molly gets some therapy because girl need therapy. Like
1: she got therapy, she no, just but she need be- to stick with
0: it. I think what's <laughs> happening with Molly is Molly's one of the people that go to therapy, but they just going, but they're not doing the work in therapy. She going, she calling the therapist, but she ain't doing the work because Molly last season she had a rough season. I don't, I don't know.
1: I hope that they spend maybe each episode of this last season just diving into what is gonna, what like what may happen or leave us lingering with what's gonna happen with the next character. Cause don't you know? Don't forget, Lawrence had accepted that job. Remember, he was moving, so he had got the job. Him and Issa were doing good, and I condole as raggedy ass pops up talking about she pregnant. And then I would love to just kind of see what happens with some of those secondary characters. Um I don't forgot everybody's
0: name. name. What's uh, a, what's a, what's a man in sales carry now, Tiffany? The one, the one that had the baby she...
1: and then with missing girl. We was like <laughs> it's your yeah. life, you got everybody worried about you. But I think maybe she was going through some postpartum.
0: Yeah, she definitely um, had post she definitely had yeah. postpartum, but I don't know why I thought when they went to that hotel that she was gonna be in there with somebody else. <laughs> i I really did i really really did but yeah she definitely had postpartum i wish they would have <laughs> they would have talked about that a little bit more like brung that out a little bit but um i don't know i don't know how it's gonna end i'm curious to see and i hope that they get 10 episodes i think last season we got eight and then what's my other
1: boy name uh isa friend light bright uh uh the other guy yeah i know i
0: know him. but i can't think of his name right now I'll talk about Me neither. Peter i hope Samson they showed him when else bipolar they... or something
1: uh-huh but i felt like they had something or could have had something um i feel like uh they really they really leaving us hanging because there's so many like to me loose ends
0: they could um, end up together and i'm gonna say that because sometimes i feel like sometimes i feel like okay uh how can i explain this Sometimes I feel like you have a situation and maybe, you know, during that moment while you're dating, you realize some things, right? Like you realize like, oh, you know, I could have done this. It wasn't all him. I could have done this. So maybe we could have done this better. And then you sit and you have so much reflection of like what you might have done wrong in a situation. So now you get this person back. And so, you know, or you get an opportunity to have this person in your space. So you're trying to do everything to, you know, show that you're different, correct the situation and things like that. And then, you know, you might have somebody right in front of you, like how she do with Oh Boy, like where it's like, you know, they might actually really work, but she's trying to make this thing work based on feelings that she may have still for this person, right? And so I feel like maybe now that she, okay, I feel like another twist could be that she could get closure from the Lauren situation and just move forward. And then she could potentially still be with the barber guy. I can't remember his name either sometimes when you revisit exes, don't necessarily mean that you have to be together. It could mean that you love each other and you might have feelings for that person. Like you know, you're gonna always have feelings for that person, but don't necessarily mean that you have to be together. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I, that's, I, that's 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 only twist I have. Maybe that could be it. Condola. I, I definitely think Condola and Lawrence gonna be together, but Lawrence is definitely gonna be present for his kid. I don't like when women be like, "You don't have to do anything." Yes, he does because he's the <laughs> daddy of this child and it's not right for you to say he doesn't have to do anything how are you gonna do it by yourself he he does need to be present because y'all made a child together and a child yeah, deserves so. both parents yeah so that sounds stupid so that pissed me off so much so i was like girl please stop the she back
1: anyway because didn't want kids and so i think it was easy for him to transition and and kind of fall back in love with Issa because you can tell once they had that party that day and she was like oh, i'm good on that he was very firm and clear that hey that's something that i i do want in my life so i think it was easy for him to cut ties but then for her to turn around and be pregnant it's like well damn
0: right right yeah i'm sad i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to this last season though but I, i'm 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 sad about it all right so today for the thought of the week i brought Shantae in so we can discuss hotels all things hotels and that is jasmine sullivan cd we're not going to necessarily talk about the music parts we're just going to kind of break down each tale so let's just jump into the thought of the week okay so for the thought of the week this week we're going to break down some of the tales on um Jasmine Sullivan CD. We're just gonna kind of have just some random discussions on it. I'm not gonna play the tales, but I'm actually gonna read them because obviously I don't want to play them and they take my episode down for copyright. So um yeah, let's just jump into it. So the first one we're gonna go over is Antoinette's Tale. And I'm just gonna go in the order of the CD. If you haven't listened to the CD, you don't have to worry about it because I'm gonna read the tales, but check out her CD. It's it's I think it's really cool how she wove in the tales in the songs. To me, I think the whole uh the tales and the songs together made a complete um ep but it made it all it, it kind of ran the tales ran the songs and interwove them all together so i thought it was pretty cool um i'm really digging the cd me and shantae has been talking about the cd a lot so i know she's been listening to it too so uh let's just go over the first one which is antoinette's tale so antoinette tells is this the thing is dudes cannot handle if a woman takes the same liberties as them especially with regards to sex like our society teaches them to be so wrapped up in themselves and their conquest that they forget we're sexual beings as well plus their egos are often too fragile to ever handle a woman who owns and has any real agency over her body and we're to blame as well because we're out here telling them that the pussy is theirs when actuality is ours okay so when it comes to internet's tale Shantae, um why do you think that we've seen a shift in women owning their sexuality and how do you feel about it?
1: First off, this is my favorite tale on the album. <laughs> um why the shift? I can't say why. I think maybe that women have out here have been out here owning, but I feel like what I have seen because we do have technology now. And social media is very much part of our everyday lives is that we're getting to see that there are women out here that are definitely owning their sexuality. Um, I just think it's something that women have had to do in private. Uh, like she said, um, you know, if we look through history, which I can't pull up nothing history-wise, but even when you watch movies, um, we are just there for we are there to, to please the man it's never
0: yeah. take care of the home right
1: it's never about us and even when you um if you if you watch porn I've looked at some of that stuff and be like well dang um what about her it's definitely not it's not for us it wasn't made for us and I think women are over that women um they want to have more control over what their life looks like in the bedroom. And I think for a lot of women, um, or at least women that I've come in contact with, and then the generation that raised me, everything was heavily religiously based. And we already know, you know, how that or what that says for women. So you you were not supposed to be someone that took agency over their body, or explored yourself, or knew about yourself. That's not what that was meant to do. It, it almost makes it feels like our only that sex only job is to make babies, right? And there's not supposed to be any pleasure that um, that goes along with that.
0: Well, and I think also, you know, all your points are, are valid. I agree with you. I think also from the standpoint of uh, for so long, that was the reality that people, you know, that's why they had sex was for, um, you know, basically just that job as far as a woman, right? Uh, women weren't, you know, uh, it was shunned upon for you to, um, you know, talk about sex or even look you know um like you're a sexual being even though like we obviously have sexuality and desires just like men do um i always uh i have these conversations a lot uh because i just had this conversation this week um because lori harvey was is dating michael b jordan and the first thing that i've heard every woman that i've talked to in regards to it say is oh she's a hoe and i'm like but how is she a hoe? You know, like how is she automatically a hoe? Because we've seen her linked up or rumored to be talking to these different people. But you're not in the bedroom, that girl. You don't know if she's having sex. And even if she is having sex, who cares, right? She's 24, and I think that she's just out living and she's she's chilling. And who cares if she's linked to, you know, different, different men, you know, at this point in time, you know?
1: I think a lot of women care because on some level, and, you know, they can bash me if they want to, I don't care. You want to be Lori, but you don't have the, the maybe the confidence or you're at a place where you still care a lot about what people think to be able to do that. Um, I think there's nothing wrong, like you said, with her dating, dating doesn't always mean sex. And if she does want to have sex, like you said, that's, that's her business. As long as, you know, she's being safe, I don't see what the problem is. But again, women, I feel like come harder for um, women than men do. And it's because we have been taught that, you know, It's almost like we supposed to keep our numbers low, you know, can't can't have a high body count. I've seen how men talk about, you know, if a woman has been with a lot of men, that makes her loose. And so they feel like because she's been with a couple people and she all out there. But again, that's not I feel like at her age ain't she like in her early 20s.
0: Yeah, she's like 23, 24.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's what she's supposed to be doing
0: um exactly and I'm like but and it's crazy to me because I'm like men can be with a million women and it's like a pat it's like a you know a pound back you know what I'm saying like it's it's fine you know some men even teach their children like oh you know this is part of being a man like how many women you're with and it's like I, you know obviously I don't agree with that but you know when a woman does something it's just been amazing to me that people have been talking so negatively about her and I'm like but How does it automatically make her a hoe? I don't understand. Like if she want to go out and have a good time or whatever, who cares? That's how, that's how I look at it. Cause I personally think that while you're young, as long as you're responsible, you know, and obviously, you know, careful what you're doing, like having like, you know, safe sex or whatever. And not even saying, I don't think she's even having sex with all these people personally, but even if she is like, you know, being responsible with it, I personally think that that's the time for you to do all those things and get it, get it out you know if that's you know you know in a sense of saying like get it out before you get married and things like that because you know you want to live a little bit before you know if you even decide to get married but I think you should live a little bit and I don't think anything, anything's wrong with that in my opinion and
1: you should still be able to live while you married but I, I definitely because the, the way you said it made me think that okay you these are things that you have to do or you should be doing prior to getting married because once you get married all those things um stop but i definitely feel like well, effort- some people
0: live with the notion in their marriage they want to be monogamous so there's a lot of people you know like not all but some people feel like this is going to be the only person i'm going to have for the rest of my life that's more so when i'm speaking towards
1: and so that makes sense to then. so that makes sense based on what you're saying yeah that we are out here and that women are comfortable with dating and learning who they are that's what a date is you're you're learning about someone else and then you're learning about yourself. And if you are compatible or if you can see yourself with this person long-term and even if you don't see yourself with this person, can you see yourself yeah, you know, like marrying this kind of person? And if not, hey, well, let me go see what such and such got going on over there. Maybe I'm more compatible with him. I definitely feel like um, it's just a time to to learn yourself, learn your body sometimes i feel like uh we have been done a disservice as a woman when we are you know we don't have those conversations about sex and you know what to expect and and learning how things work and being able to explore um yeah you know women out here saving themselves and then you
0: know? i seen
1: an article and then in the article they like you know the sex was terrible or the sex is terrible because nobody, I, I, I just, it just feels all wrong.
0: I mean, no, I agree with you. And I, I personally like that um, there's more conversation and, and women, you know, coming into their sexuality. and actually not being afraid to talk about it because I'm like, dude, I, I have seen it. I have heard it where, you know, like you just said, like there's, I, I can't remember what it's called. I was just listening to something last night and they were talking about this. And it was this girl and she's like a sex, like uh influencer now but she's 35 and she's like, you know, I wish I started my home early. It was funny, but she was being serious. Cause she was like, she was in the church and she decided to save herself to a marriage. So like her, basically her whole twenties, she didn't have sex, like just saving herself. And now, you know, she, one day she was like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. Like I'm just about to just live. And, um, and now she's like a sex influencer and all that stuff. But, uh, she was just saying like, um, she don't know why she even really even did that because you know she's still learning like just herself and her body and and you know she's this is the first time she actually feels just kind of like alive and um, I don't know that's why I think I when it comes to my opinion like I think if you're responsible and things like that I think that you should live that's that's what I think um, so I like internet tale too uh, it was good um anything else you want to say in, in regards to Antoinette's Tale or you want to move forward to Ari's
1: no we can move
0: forward all right so Ari's Tale is actually one of one of my favorite ones on the CD I thought it was hilarious um all right so this is this is Ari Lennox Tale um and she said I was damn near willing to just let him talk to me crazy because that shit went out of this world like yes, daddy. Yes. Okay. Like I was literally willing to, willing to ruin my career. Um, if this is ever going to come out who it was, you would say, you would be like, bitch, do you know what Google says? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. But I also know what that dick said, that that dick spoke life into me, invigoration, blessing, soul, turmoil, but heaven, Jesus Allah, sorry, please God understand. This is just my truth. Okay. <laughs> i thought this was really funny but i thought this was so freaking valid because i can honestly speak on this like um i i have had amazing sex with with uh someone to where it has made me absolutely fucking stupid um and that was more in my younger years uh, which is funny because when i have these conversations and you know me and the child talk about sex you know I'm always thinking about some of the situations I was in and, and like why I was in those, because obviously like I probably very much was stigmatized in the situation where I was just like totally, you know, sprung on a situation and it was only, <clears throat> excuse me, it was only due to the physical, you know, um, and that just had my mind like absolutely just completely messed up. And so um, when I was listening to Ari's tale, I just thought it was hilarious because I totally understood exactly what she was talking about. What did you think about it?
1: I agree. Um, Like you said, uh, in my younger years, I had someone that I I would have probably done anything for. Um, And I struggle. It's crazy because when you find someone that can do that, um, it's hard to break that tie. You really have to be you really have to dig deep within mm-hmm. yourself to let someone like that go. But even at a young age, I could see how unhealthy that was for me. Like if I would be out, because we kind of, we kind of frequented the same places. It went from like, me going somewhere, not focusing on him, ready to have a good night and hang out with my friends. And if I would see him, my night became consumed with what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was kind of like at the beginning. No, was it Facebook? No, there was really no Facebook out. But I've talked to other women who have been in that kind of situation. And so I think sometimes Facebook can be a disservice to us because now you stalking the man's page. You um, mm-hmm. trying to see who liking his pictures and you really become consumed and it's not healthy. You literally forget about yourself, who you are because you're so wrapped up in what they were able to do for you. Um, but... It always turns out that those people are not the ones that you should should be with. So I totally get it. Um, I have matured and, and grown, and I'm, I'm good and married now. But I, I I've read some stories about women, and I just couldn't. I can't. I couldn't be out here like that, just out like that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now. Now, present day, Mika, no, but when I was young, um, especially in my 20s, oh my God, like I, so ties is, I know a lot of people don't really believe in that, but I do. Um, because I definitely had connections and my so ties was always connected through sex, like where I just could not shake a person and it was mainly due to sex. Um, that's why, like now for me, like I don't, um, I'm not just out here just, you know, being like, you know, sexually free with people, because I do think that it's a lot of energy that's connected to that and how you connect to people. Um, but obviously, when I was younger, I wasn't really the most, you know, sexually mature when it came to certain things and like how it was going to affect me in, in overall. And I do think that's why I was kind of crazy with people. I had instances where um, it didn't matter even if I was in a relationship. If I saw this person or we ran across each other, then, you know, that's what it was. Like we knew. It didn't matter if they were dating somebody, we knew. And uh, and that's just scary, you know? And uh, and so when I heard Ari's tell, it tickled me because I was like, yo, I totally have been there. Um, and that shit is just crazy. That junk, how your ass doing stuff, you never would think that you would do. You out here embarrassing yourself and everything else <laughs> and also just being just reckless and tragic. And I was completely fine with it, completely. <laughs>
1: like <laughs> okay <laughs> not reckless <was> answer <laughs> i'm
0: telling you i'm telling you i'm oh, telling God. you was so i was okay. when, when i last week when i when i uh was talking about how i got some tales like i had people hit me up Tell my girl please don't be on there telling your tales and i'm like no but i mean it, it it we i laugh about it but i appreciate some of the things that i've gone through you know especially in that area because now like i'm not out here longer for something or missing something or feeling like I missed out because, you know, Mika was out here living for a moment there, you know, just, and um, I regret some things because I hurt people. But if I didn't hurt people, I I would say I had no regrets in regards to it. But I had some moments with certain people that I was like, I have to delete you, block you and be done with you. Cause if not, I don't think I ever was going to leave the situation. I had to literally ghost them and completely remove them. And if not, I probably still would have been in in this cycle with them.
1: What about um? Does it always have to be reckless or tragic? This makes me think of a movie that I literally just watched the other day, Sylvie's Love on Amazon. Oh, I need to
0: watch that. I haven't watched that yet. That's what Tessa Thompson oh. and um Carrie Washington husband. Okay, well
1: I'm gonna spoil it a little bit. It's Girl, not don't spoil it for me. I'm sorry, because it does remind me of that. They wasn't reckless or tragic. They were just two people. Sometimes, because you talk about soul ties, sometimes you can have a connection with somebody that's just magical. And so these were two people who love for each other, just kind of transcended through time. And so it was one of those things where they were... I felt like they were respectful of each other, but she was very much in love with this man, even though she was with somebody else. And when they would see each other, it, it was almost like they would just pick up where they left off and then they would go their separate ways. I thought it was a great love story. Um, but, you, but
0: you know, when it comes to that, not to cut you off, I, I think those incidents can can be like that. But do you think But do you think it's fair to the person that you're with? That's, it's still going to be tragic in some kind of way if you love somebody else and you're with somebody else. But you love No,
1: it's not fair. And in her case, I'm sorry, Mika. She she wasn't, she wasn't in love with this man. But she did finally let him know this ain't where it's at pimping. Same way it's that.
0: Yeah, and and that's (laughs) what I'm saying. Like when it when it comes to those, so so even though it might not be drama per se, but -hmm. there's still gonna be something because you you are in a completely different situation which was me plenty of times where i was in a completely different situation but if that person came across my face i'm i am locked in with them right and it was wrong for you know obviously i'm trying to what at the time though i used to do this thing which was not good i i had to work on this that was some of the things that i needed to heal from where i think i was afraid of being alone and mm-hmm. so instead of just addressing the like addressing the feelings addressing the issues i would never address them i would just be one of those people where they tell you because i'm getting the advice of oh you know to get over somebody else you go with somebody else to get over this person you just go go hang out with another person so i would go wow. basically kind of from a relationship relationship and never really deal with the feelings from the previous relationship you get sam yeah so you know i'm lingering and bringing that over you know, to another relationship, but yet I still have feelings for somebody else and I don't really have feelings for this person, you know what I'm saying? And so those, those it might not necessarily have been tragic, but it was like, it became tragic because obviously, you know, I'm involved in somebody else in my mess. You know, that's those are things I had to learn from and stop doing, you know, but those are things I did do, um, especially in my 20s, younger years.
1: I think it's kind of, I think it sucks because when you, I feel like those connections that you make with people like that, to me are very rare you're not gonna make those kind of connections with everybody that you meet and so imagine if on a physical level when you connect with somebody like that that you're able to connect with them on the spiritual and an emotional level that shit would be fire you know what I'm saying but I I, I think it's crazy how that works that typically somebody that you connect with like that like you could be real intimate and physical like that with them that it doesn't work in all other aspects it's very it's very weird but I wonder and I, why well, that
0: is though why 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 can't like because I've had like connections with people where and like just we cannot get we cannot even get into a relationship it, it, it can never go there but the sex was like crazy but I, but I, I don't know if it was because the sex was so intense, we just get, couldn't get past our emotions of shit to where we could even get into. It seemed like it was just a sabotage of the sabotage of the sabotage. So we could not get the shit together, and I never know why that is.
1: I will never know either, because clearly, um, like we've both experienced those things, and we're not with those people. So.
0: Right, right, right. Mm. <laughs> All right. So, anything else on Ari's tale? Or you want to move on?
1: We can
0: move on. Okay. So the next one was, um, let's see, it was Donna's tale. Let me read this. Hold on, let me, let me play it. Let me play this one because I don't remember this one. Okay, I do actually remember this one, okay. All right, so here's Donna's tale. Or women think, and I'm a, I would say this through my experiences, right? Women think, oh no, I don't trick, I don't hoe, I don't do none of that shit. Bitch, every time you sleep with, even if you're married, every time you sleep with, even if you're married, you have tricked, you have tricked in your, in your effing marriage. You have sex because you know your husband is not going to give you what the fuck you want the next day. Girl, I got to give him some so I can get that. No, 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 you fucking hoe, bitch. and uh let's keep this uh keep this shit effing for real um we've all done it if you're fucking your husband so you can get what the f you want then you're tricking for everything all the effing time shit I got what you want daddy what you want mommy want me to do because I know on the other side of that I'm going to get the get what the f I want and they all asked, they all asked for something else. That was hard to read because it's easier to listen to Donna's tale than read it. So basically, let me just uh, let me bring that all together because that was hard to read because she was <laughs> cussing all over the place. And I was like, damn, I, I cussed a lot, too, but I wasn't trying to go there. So let me just bring that together. Basically, on Donna's tale, she's kind of like in a church setting. And she's basically mm-hmm. saying, like, you know, how we say, like, oh, I don't hoe, I don't trick. And I've, I've heard this before. You know, some of my friends like "Girl, I'm going to give them some so you can give me some money or whatever case. Um. And that's basically what she was trying to say, like, even inside of your marriage, you know, you might want something you might be trying to coerce your husband. And so you might be like, well, let me just, you know, put it on him tonight, girl. And then I'm gonna ask him in the morning, like, let me make him feel good. So that's basically what she was trying to say. Um, let me see what questions I had in regards to that. So, oh, okay. So basically, she's trying to say that that women use sex as a power. And and I was wondering, you know, did you did you agree with this tale? Have you heard other women say that? um
1: (laughs) um i think women do use the power of the pussy um to get things that they want i feel like if you're married though that shouldn't have to be the case like i ain't gotta fuck my husband to get what i want i get what i want period right um (laughs) So I can only speak for me when I when I have sex with my husband because that's what I want to do. Like, I want fuck. fuck. Um, but there's definitely something to be said, again, like I said, about the power of pussy. And women can make things happen. I mean, we rap about, you know, Megan the Stallion rap about it. I'm sure Nikki done said something about it. Um, if that's what you do, do you, boo? and right. if you're gonna do it do it well don't be out
0: here getting uh foe for foes <laughs> <laughs> so was like, i was seeing here having this conversation and, and i know i know when i was here talking to people i know they'd be like girl please stop listening to city girls and make this day. and i'm like but it's funny but no but it's funny because and not even talking about donna was kind of talking about inside of a marriage but i'm talking about just outside of a marriage just a regular day i do feel like right um And this is actually somebody else's tale too. So I don't want to go too in depth on this subject, but I do feel like it is power with that. And, you know, most times we are here giving it away for free. And I think that I'm um, not trying to sound like you're a prostitute or anything, but I think That's that, exactly what you're doing. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, but I'm like but
1: people but, make it seem like I'm sorry to cut you off because I've had this conversation before, but people wanna you know make it smooth and and make it sound all good because you with somebody, but there's still become an expectation that when you with somebody when y'all do something, you're gonna get something in return. so i I, I used to I, I didn't understand back then when I would have these conversations like back in college, how people be fronting on prostitutes. I'm like, at least they know where the fuck they stand and they out here (laughs) getting their paper. Meanwhile, you done fucked your boyfriend and you didn't get anything. Now you mad. I don't know. Mm.
0: Girl, here's the thing. (laughs) I feel like, you know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, if you're getting something out of it instead of you know fucking for free that's all i'm saying i, I don't know, maybe it's but. just
1: the perception i think the perception is that okay y'all had good sex that night and then the next morning you say hey i'm gonna do this now maybe in your mind that's what you was doing but he really might have could have just gave you what you want because he fucking like you that's why he with you i i, I just feel like I agree. With Maybe that. we put emphasis on the wrong thing sometimes. You know what I'm saying? So, what in your mind made you think that he gave you something because y'all had sex the night before? Maybe he gave it to you because he actually loves you, you his woman. <laughs> he want to do things for you, nice things, and sex is just a bonus. I want us to stop doing that.
0: We're gonna pause this conversation because this is actually somebody else's tale too. That's talking about the same exact thing because I have my mm-hmm. thoughts on that. But I'm gonna read their tale and then we're gonna we're gonna come back. Okay. But well, let me figure going. out who tale that is though. Um let's see. Let's just jump ahead. Some I was kind of going in order, but let's see. Donna's tail. Is well, it
1: the last girl's tale?
0: No, it's 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 precious tail, I think. Let me see.
1: The very last tail.
0: Okay, it's this one. Um okay, so this is precious tail. To be honest, money makes me come. I feel like when I see a man thriving out there, hustling in many different ways, that turns me on more than anything. And I'm not dealing with anyone who does not have money because I know my worth and my childhood plays a big role on this. Me not having stuff as a child, me wanting more out of life, it plays a big role in this. Growing up, growing up, that just gave me ambitious ambitions. I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get my own, and I'm gonna be able to stand on my own. But I'm not gonna deal with anyone unless they can contribute to what I'm doing. I'm not I'm not about to be seen around being here for no broke dude. When I say it's not, when I say it's dudes out here, they'll cash out on me. Sorry. Okay, so who the hell was that? That was precious. That was precious tale. So the reason why I was like this kind of runs into, um, you know, runs into the other one was because. I think that when it comes to, and and it also could, this could be a man's tale too. So it all kind of run together. I think that when it comes to sex, right. A lot of women automatically feel that sex, they're going to use sex as power. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and for some women, it might be the way that they may maybe are presenting themselves to where they feel like if I give him sex, I please him in that way. I can just get what I want. I actually have some friends that we've had this conversation where they I, t- I was ticking on that tale um, about her saying like, you know, you know, you you have sex with your husband and you put it on them so you can get what you want. I, I I do actually know women that have that mindset of where they, you know, um, might ask in the moment of sex or, you know, or say they're, say they're a person they're with or whatever or saying no, but then they, they give them sex or whatever. And then they're like, you know, they're more of course to say yes. You know, I think some women feel like, they have to do that but i also think that they've seen the benefit of doing that because they they get that in return um so in this in this tale with precious tale she's saying she would never date somebody that's broke she would only date somebody with money um how do you feel about that
1: even people who out here don't consider themselves a hoe they want it they don't want nobody that's broke either think about it when you're looking for somebody that's supposed to be your life partner Don't you want them to have money? I mean, I have single friends out here and that's kind of like at the top of the list. I think that's just kind of how society has, that's kind of been the thing about, um, when you're talking about like maybe traditional roles and what women look for in a helpmate, you want somebody that can provide, you want somebody that can be a provider. It's just, you know, precious. I mean, that literally gets her like off. So um I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If anything, I can understand that making for a good, healthy sex life because financially you you're really not concerned or worried about where your next meal is coming from, how your bills don't get paid, so you can swing from the chandelier like you can really be out here
0: mm-hmm.
1: with the magnees and in, you want in the to bed, so it and makes you sense, yeah. Right, and you want to. um So I date totally somebody don't that's think you broke. That. You got
0: all this stress and shit. You might not want to have sex at that point because shit, you trying to figure and, out how you gonna pay the light bill. Hello,
1: exactly, exactly. You know, I'm stressed so. out in
0: here. I, I'm over
1: here. <laughs> <laughs> to fuck. Like. And, and, and yeah, and you know, typically sometimes for a lot of women, that is their story. Like. Um, okay, dude got a nice package and he putting it down, but he ain't putting down no money on the table. So he put it down in the bedroom, but he ain't helping pay nothing. That is very stressful. And women shouldn't have to be out here living like that. I think women do want men that are providers. And typically when you talk about a man and how he wants to treat a woman and his expectations, a real man, he's going to tell you, I want to be able to provide for my woman. So I won't, and women to kind of take that, I mean, you know, people going to think what they think. But I ain't never had to give up no booty to get what I want from no man. Right. I feel like that comes from just like who you are as a person, your charm, your personality. Like the young people like to say, your swagger, you ain't got to open your legs and you can get what you want. So right. to come from that mindset that, that may have, like she said, something that involves her childhood or something that a woman has had to do but I'm not out here shaming but uh there's no shame in that you know get yours and if that's the way you know how to do it then by all means handle your business
0: right I agree um I feel like uh whew, I just know that for me I think that if I was dating somebody well in present day I think it's different because I'm a little bit older I think when I was a little bit younger, I I, I definitely wouldn't still, da- I mean, you got to at least have a job, but I think like if you're going through school or you're working on something towards something else and you might not have a lot, I think I would be a little understanding of that. Um, but not to the point of like, I'm just taking care of everything. I, I'm not one of those women and I don't think that I could be one of those women to date a guy and we just, you just chilling in my house and I'm going to work every day while you sit there and play video game. Nope, um, this you know we obviously play. see that a lot but i'm like i i couldn't be i'm not one of those women i'm not gonna take care of i'm not gonna take care of a man period um but if i'm supporting you in some kind of way and you're working on something that like we can tangible like see you working on something and you might not have the most i feel like i could probably grow with somebody in that standpoint i guess
1: well insecure bags, they they said no because see that was Issa and lawrence problem. remember she couldn't it wasn't tangible she couldn't see it so but yeah, he was also gonna...
0: sitting on a damn couch not that's even showering and in. shaving and shit though girl but he wasn't even doing basic upkeep <laughs> on himself though like that's so friend yeah. itself. no girl he was out here what didn't want to do shit for her birthday i mean he was getting unemployment or something so
1: i'm agreeing that you know just look at the 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 storyline of insecure like that was a struggle for them just imagine come on let's imagine had Lawrence been on his shit like he was in his last two seasons what kind of power couple they could have been and I think if anything if he would have had his stuff together it would have pushed Issa to do more and to Mm -hmm. be more but yeah, mm-hmm. so I just—I
0: um, definitely agree with you, and, it, and I and, agree, and like, you need that. You need that. I think you know, you you want to have a partner that's doing something, or in general, you know, because it it helps you just kind of like um, kind of build. And most times, to me, if you ask me, you know, black women to me are dope as fuck, and I think that we are the ones that kind of help propel, like you know, the black man, like. And so I personally feel like, you know, um, we're always kind of the strong one in, in the situation to where we are, you know, whether we're supporting you or we're, you know, giving you ideas of how you can kind of build your shit up or we're somewhere in the background helping you build your shit up. So I think that when two people are on the same page and can grow together, that that's possible, right? Where somebody might not have had a lot at the beginning, but, you know, they get their, they get it together. I definitely can't just deal with somebody that's just broke and just fine with being broke and I'm at work and you're playing playstation I would, yeah, I, would I, I mean can.
1: like you said at this age uh that's not that's not gonna work but again when we were younger I tell my I tell people all the time um me and my husband didn't have anything so you know somebody had made the comment about uh again marriage being a business and I'm like but there's no nothing wrong with having love still be a part of the business and i think for me i'm able to look at it from a different perspective because that's all we really had we didn't have anything and now we've been able to grow and we have some things and so i could totally see like moving forward for either one of us if this didn't work out of course you got to come with you got to come to the table with something because i'm coming to the table with something too
0: like right Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and and a lot more at this point, you know what I'm saying? All right. So another one that's kind of the same, uh, realm that we're on, it was Amanda's tale. And then we're going to finish on Rashida's tale. So let me read Amanda's tale. So it's a little hurtful that I can't just be confident. And in being with one person that I got to look over my shoulder, looking at these girls on Instagram. And it's hard sometime because I don't, I don't have all that, they, all that they have. And the sex has become my superpower. It's like, it's like sex is where I am finding my worth. You know it's the only thing that I know. I can make you keep coming back to me, but at the end of the day, if you don't really want me, I know you're gonna want that. In one way it's empowering, another way it's sad. I feel moments of sadness knowing that that you know, just me alone and who I am is not enough. Um, when I read when I heard Amanda's tale, it actually made me really sad. I I was like, um, I know we've kind of been talking about sex and you know the power of and everything else but she seemed like what she was going through was that even though she relied on you know that she might be able to give you good sex she seemed like she really wasn't happy with the fact that that's all she feel like maybe the person might want from her instead of all of her Mm
1: -hmm. that's exactly what it is so um you have to be able to differentiate between the two it's a mindset thing so um, earlier with some of the other tales, and you're talking about the power of sex, that's because it comes with the confidence of the woman behind, behind it, so it can be looked at as something that's good, but, yeah, for our friend here, she's definitely having some, um, some self-esteem issues, and I'm sure it doesn't help, you know, we don't know, because I'm sure it's women out here like that in real life, like, how they're being talked to, how, um, you know they're being treated and so I can see you know feeling like down on yourself because you feel like if you don't give them that then you don't have anything else to offer so that's just I think that comes with some healing there may be some trauma that's associated with how she feels um, and you know some some good some good
0: therapy, yeah. Yeah, seriously, because I, I, when I listen to that, I'm like, I've never felt that way. Thank God that I've never felt that way. That I had to, um, like all I had to give was sex. But um, and I sometimes wonder, did I ever make somebody feel that way with me? I don't know, but I hope, I hope not. But uh, yeah, I definitely think that there's some kind of healing and self-esteem, you know, and and just self-building that needs to take place here. Um, I don't know it ah but I but you know what's sad though is that um you actually do see this and I think sometimes when it comes to men especially in this day and age like I think chivalry is is pretty dead with some guys not all because I think there are some good men out here but you see a lot of trash dudes you know I'm saying that they're not even trying to take you out they're not trying to do anything you know but they down to have sex but also but I in the same breath I feel like the woman has to be the one to be like you know my worth is more than that you know, instead of just, just giving them sex. Like I, I, I personally, if I wanted to, like, if I wanted to see more in this situation or what's gonna, what's gonna happen, like, I would definitely make you work for, you know, the sex because at least take me fucking out. And even when I, you know, date people or something like that, like, I never want to treat people like they're just sexual objects. Like I at least do things and, you know, talk to them and date and do all that stuff. Like I'm more of a, you know, I'm all about the overall experience, you know, than just that, that, you know what I'm saying? So I guess that's why my friend told me the other day, she was like, Mika, this is why you are never, you were never good with just like, just out here, just, you know, trying to be like, I guess, a player or something. She was like, because you be doing too much. Like you're trying to take people out to eat and do all this stuff. And she was like, that's just not how you are supposed to be, you know, doing this whole thing. You letting people spend the night you know? And I was like, well, I guess it's just not my personality. I never never want to treat somebody like it's just like they're a hoe or something like that, like it's just sex. You know what I'm saying? I try to treat them like, you know, human beings.
1: Okay. So what's the definition of a hoe again? Just somebody that has sex with a lot of people. I don't
0: know (laughs) the definition of a hoe to be honest with you. (laughs) I'm only
1: asking that because why is it not okay to be nice to a hoe? Why can't you let the host stay tonight?
0: I just don't understand exactly. What, no, what my, right my friend is. was saying this is what she, this is what she was saying. I feel the exact same way, right? But she was just saying that, okay, I'm a, okay, okay. I'm gonna tell you what it was in the past when I've talked about how I've i felt bad that I hurt people's feelings. The thing is though, is that I was always honest about what was going on. Like I always told you, you know, I'm I I don't want a relationship. I don't want to do these certain, like, I don't want to take it past where we are, but I do really like you as a person and I'm enjoying what we're doing. So I didn't mind like them staying or, you know, even if we want to grab some food, but what people told me was that the reason why I had maybe some crazy scenarios with people or people really catching feelings for me was because even though I'm telling them the truth, you know, you're having sex with them and you're like hanging with them. Like you're kind of doing things with them and maybe you're mud in the water. So my friends was like, you know um you you should have just like you know maybe had sex and been like okay i see you you know i'll talk to you later like kind of escort them out type thing and stuff like that. but that's not my personality so i wasn't doing those things yeah. so I, I wasn't You're treating them like love. that but yeah you know they were just saying that you know because people were catching feelings and obviously like you know in turn i hurt people unintentionally you know but i guess because i was doing too much when it came to ah!
1: but you kept it honest so like so at some point though the other person has to accept some kind of responsibility so you've been out here feeling like you've hurt people but i'm trying to find out where in the process was you not upfront honest so how is it hurtful to be who you are who you genuinely are because someone caught feelings on how you wanted to treat them even though it was just about sex like who said that sex had to be something that when it between right and it has to be so mean and like i right, put your clothes on bye like who i came know up with that
0: foolish, who came up with i that don't kid? know but that's what i was saying so this is the advice that was given to me and i'm like and that's why honestly to be honest with you like even though like obviously i've been in a relationship but um I just stopped having kind of like casual sex because I, um, I just did don't not want to hurt. I didn't want to hurt people. And it just seemed like, you know, obviously I think I'm very lovable. But clearly people just tend to want to stay. And even though I was honest and yeah, we can say that the person needs to take some ownership too, but it just, it Shantae it tell you, it just never, it just never always ended well for me. I, either I had a stalker or I don't know, like it, it or people come really? back later and be like, did I hurt their feelings or whatever? So I just don't even, I just didn't even want that on my conscience anymore, just treating people, quote unquote, bad or whatever. So,
1: uh, I guess. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't really know. Because I was, I mean, the consensus every time. that I'm getting is that for you, if somebody going to be a hoe, they got to be like ruthless. <laughs> 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 <That's crazy. laughs> I just, the logic the logic of it all <laughs> and you know what even more fucked up about it people be coming back they want to keep fucking <laughs> mika if somebody had sense with me and it
0: was like i right, hope put your clothes on and go i don't i don't want to have sex with you again that is me it is it is <laughs> and i mean they're sitting talking about like in the middle of the night type thing and i'm like i don't do that i never did that you know i yeah.
1: cannot imagine
0: you know how cold it is right now in the middle of the night i ain't going no fucking where you can leave that's like people that have <laughs> sex though and they and they don't kiss and i think that's weird i was listening to a podcast last night like while i was laying around and the girl was like that she finds kissing to be more intimate than everything else so it's she could good. like you know mm-hmm. give oral sex over kissing somebody and i'm like i don't get how you can you know like I
1: totally suck get somebody dick
0: and not kiss i, to-
1: <laughs> okay, I, I told okay you 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 so i have this book and it is i, I don't i'm not okay i don't want to talk about that on here anywho we can talk <laughs> about that <I'll, laughs> yeah see look um a lady Never tells all her secrets, but I will say kissing is very intimate. It is totally intimate. And sometimes if you are um, quote unquote trying to be a hoe, then you don't want to make that connection with someone. So yes, See, um, I was hoeing wrong. No, clearly, I, I
0: was hoeing wrong. I, I, I don't clearly know. Clearly, you was because I'm like, <laughs> how um, do you, how do you have sex without kissing somebody? Like, how do you, how can you skip over that and and you feel like kissing is more intimate than oral? I don't understand. Oh, that.
1: but it is, friend. It is so more intimate. Oh my god. So yeah, you might wanna, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm hoeing wrong. That's why I stopped. I, it wasn't, it wasn't for me. <laughs> yeah. I, clearly, clearly, I wasn't. I. No, we, and the, yeah, I'm determined because i i ain't never
1: claimed i ain't never claimed to be a hoe i don't think i could have done it because i would have been
0: home wrong too <laughs> yeah I, I girl and then you feel I, I i did actually feel bad like you know when people be like i hurt their feelings or something and that's not that's obviously not my intent like i don't want somebody to you know when they see me present day be like that go that bitch mika over there you know which i think i have people out there that probably feel that way but that's so. crazy because why i gotta be a bitch because i was nice to you i know but i get it. obviously i didn't give them what they wanted though because then it leads into them wanting more and then i even though i told you from the beginning i didn't but now i have to basically be like i don't want that and ultimately, so
1: this- go ahead i'm sorry no
0: i was just saying ultimately you know you hurt their feelings
1: but this is to me like where the double standard come in because men do that stuff all the time. So you can't be up front and what you, you know what I'm saying? Because essentially that's what it is. Like you just being upfront, front, like, hey, this is what it is. This is what it's going to be. Men do that shit all the time and they don't get no, it just feels like they don't get no real backlash. But again, when a woman wants to take a charge of her sexual liberties, it's a problem. You a bitch and all All this so i agree agree.
0: all right so let's just finish on rashida's tale this is actually um one of my favorite this is actually i think my favorite on on the cd because i actually i actually understood this one i actually identified with this one um so okay so the last one we have is rashida's tale all right so i met this girl when i was 20 years old and it was an instant connection between us two she was very affectionate loving kind and caring Everything you could that you could dream of. And we ended up moving in together. She proposed to me, gave me a ring. She introduced me to our best friend. We went out together one night and we ended up sleeping together and it crushed her. And when it hurt her, it hurt me. She told me it was over. She asked for her ring bag. I think I had a nervous breakdown, child. I was crying. And I never felt that type of pain before because it was always me being the one that was cheated on. And in turn, I caused that same type of pain to someone that I was madly in love with. Having lost her at the time, it felt like a death to me. I can't give you an explanation as to why I did it because I really don't know, but I fucked up. I fucked that up and I can admit that. Okay. So with Rashida's tale, let me just say, um, well, let me just ask you, why do you think that I'm asking two questions? Why do you think people cheat? And do you think it's possible to cheat and instantly regret it?
1: So I definitely think you can cheat and instantly regret it. Um, I think i'm gonna come back to why uh what was the first question why do people cheat
0: why do oh. you think, yeah why do you think
1: Yeah. why oh people cheat because we are not meant to just be with one person monogamy is a, a man-made construct but naturally that's not what our body is made to do like we're gonna have moments where you meet people even if it's not um <clears throat> I think everybody has a moment where they meet people in their lives and it's very organic and you make a connection with that person. And, you know, if you entertain the person um, and I, I just feel like you're going to have those moments where even when you're with somebody, you could potentially meet somebody else. And so I think that's why, you know, we change, we talk about loving someone and being with people, but then I've never understood how you could be with somebody and say, this is your ride or die, but you never sit down and have those hard discussions like monogamy. Think about how many couples that may could stay together if that was something that they talked about or at least talked about enough to figure out, hey, maybe this ain't the the person for me because you might not feel like you're someone that wants to be monogamous, but we are very hardwired to be monogamous folks. Yeah, we're very hardwired.
0: And so, I agree. Um, that's hard conversations though, and I think I think you saying that we're hardwired for that. Like I think you're, you're you grow up being taught that, you know. That's so what much. I'm saying. Yeah,
1: this so, society is yeah. very, uh, you know, it, it's it's pressure that is put on us. Um, to to meet someone and then if you come from a very spiritual or religious background and you take those vows to them do us part in sickness and health like you really hold on to that so you meet somebody like I said organically you may meet somebody at work and you're like man I have this cool connection with them but you really struggle with what you want to like where you want that to go and the other thing that has always kind of baffled me is that people are okay with cheating though like you're totally okay with cheating, but you're uncomfortable with probably talking about being non-monogam, like non-monogamy, and, and and actually having the freedom to do that where everybody knows what's going on. I, that shit makes no sense to me. So you definitely cool with cheating and doing shit on the sneak, but you're not okay with having a discussion with somebody who might be like, you know what, I've been wanting to do that shame thing. You know what I'm saying? Like it, 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 it don't make sense.
0: Yeah, I the thing that I got from this tale though because um I identified with Rashida's tale and I I identified a lot because um I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the story I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to so when I was young and I had a relationship and I and I I feel bad sometimes because I think with a child like I think he does need a date and kind of grow into dating and all that I hate young dating even though like obviously Shantae you and Juan dated young and you married my sister and Jamonte you know they got together when they were teenagers and they're, they're married, they're still together. And one of my best friends, like she married, like she was with her her husband since they were like 12 years old and they're married and together still. But I'm, I don't personally like young dating because I think for me, you know, I went into dating so naive and I never really had a conversation about like how dating should be and expectations. And so my boyfriend at the time, you know, I, we got together when I was 16, I probably could have walked across the earth for this dude because that's just how much you know i loved him and i felt like i loved him you know and it was just the young love you know where me personally looking back on it like i definitely feel like after high school we should have not dated because i think that he had a right to as 17 18 year old like i graduated high school now 17 i think he had a right to fucking be young and live but we're trying to sit and act like we're married and we're not married and we don't know what the fuck we're doing so ultimately he cheated and he cheated a lot and it was bad. And I, had, I, ne- I didn't cheat on him and I never, you know, had done that or whatever. I never cheated on anybody, but I think I had from that experience, even though like I knew how it felt, I knew how hurt. I was. And I think I got transference though, from just like, you know, not saying he didn't care about me or whatever, but just his fuck attitude towards it. Like the, the relationship, you know, because he was a cheater. I mean, through and through. Um, I don't even know how many people he cheated on me with, but it was a lot. And so, um and and the thing is though, I don't really harbor feelings towards it present day only because we were teenagers in the early 20s and I mean, you're in college, you're in this new experience, you're getting attention. And I just think we just shouldn't have been in a relationship. Um when I talk to the child, I'm always like I think that you should live, you know, and date and be free and not just be you know, right then and in your early years being in a relationship because I think you should date multiple people and just you know respectfully you know what I'm saying and just kind of be free. So when I got so anyway, so when I got with him we broke up and so then I got into a relationship. I didn't cheat in that one, but after that I I don't know. Like I just was all over the place. Mainly because I didn't really resolve the hurt that I experienced and then in turn like even though I knew how it felt to be cheated on Then I started to be just this person that probably because I didn't go like resolve the hurt. Like I told you, I just jumped from this relationship. And then I started being the one to deliver that hurt. And that's why I'm more mindful as I'm older, like who I have sex with, like what I'm doing, because I do think that the energy that people have, they can transfer that into you. And now you're doing some of the same shit that you knew how you felt so when she just tells she's talking about like i was always the one that's always cheating on i never done that and i don't know why the fuck i did that i, I understood it because i mean i've done things where i'm like i have no clue why the fuck i did some of the things that i did but um and it's no words for it to this day i don't i don't really know and and some people i probably could end up having something beautiful with that i self-sabotage in some kind of way and fucked it up
1: hmm I mean, uh, to my knowledge, I've never been cheated on. Um, and for myself, I never cheated. I just I I struggle with like not having a clear conscience. So even when I was dating, if I seen somebody else I want to talk to, or if I had gotten to a point in the relationship where things were kind of going still and I wasn't really feeling you, I just let you know, hey, this ain't working out. Right. Like. Before I do that, and I think it's because I deal in energy, and I think I've been just kind of wise beyond my years and and figured that out a long time ago. I just don't do well with like bad vibes. And so when I think of cheating, that causes drama, and then it just makes me feel bad on the inside, and I don't like to feel like that. So before I cheat on you, i just let you go. Right. Is that going to be hurtful for the other person? Yes. But is it going to bring me peace, and I'll be able to move forward with a clear conscience? Yes. And that's, that's how I have always operated. Um, I definitely think that I wish somebody somebody would have set me down and be like, you should just have fun. You should just live. And maybe they did. Maybe I wasn't listening because I was so in love and I had met somebody that I was able to make a connection with on all levels who is in fact my husband. But it took us so long because most of that was me. I just felt like I wanted to just do what I wanted to do on my own terms and get married when I was ready to get married. And when I look back on, it, I still think I was too young. I was 25 and I'm, I'm 36 now. And I'm such, I'm a different woman. Yeah. Definitely a better woman. But, um, yeah. Uh, if I would have had daughters and even though I have sons, I am going to tell them to date, you know, be respectful, treat mm-hmm. people, like you want somebody to treat you, especially when it comes to, to girls and their dad is going to be, I know a great help on that because he's always been respectful, um, to me. But if I would have definitely had a, a, a girl, just, you know, just do you have fun. Don't let nobody try to um, put you in a box. Don't let nobody try to talk you out your drawers. Um, you do stuff when you are ready. I got married when I was ready. I had kids when I was ready. Um, so, yeah,
0: I agree with you. And yeah. I, and I wish that I, uh, you know, had those conversations. Like, obviously I have those conversations with my kid because those are things I wish I had with mine. Cause I, 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 I should have gone to college single as my boyfriend at the time should have gone to college single. And, and yeah, I was her at the time, but when I look back on it now, I'm like, I'm not really her. I just, you know, cause I wish they, it would have been more so honesty. Like you just saying like, um, you know, you don't want to be in a relationship. I, I think it's easier to swallow that than just sit and be in a relationship and you're out here like just, you know, running amok. But I also think when you're young, this girl in this tail was 20 years old, you are, you're going you're gonna to fucking make mistakes and do something that you have no words for why you're doing it. Because you're young and you're still learning yourself. At 20 years old, you still don't even know who you are. You know, let alone, do you know how to function properly in a monogamous relationship? and um i just hate when i see young people just already functioning like they're married and it's like dude you don't even you ain't even really been in the world like that yet to be just sitting here booed up with somebody like it's nothing wrong with dating respectfully but at the same time like you don't have to be locked in at 18 you know i don't i don't like Mm -hmm. that i don't personally like it but so i know um when i be talking to him i know he looked at me like lord you know i ain't never gonna to be bring nobody home but i'm like uh, and and I'm playing, but I'm like I I just think you should just think about it and just enjoy your time. So when you actually do meet somebody you really like, you're ready. You know, you're not you're not still out here trying to you know frolic around in a sense. So that was my favorite one because I really identify with it a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, did you have anything else to say about Rashida's tale? Nope. All right, so. That was pretty much all of the hotels. This was a fun episode. I wanted to just kind of break down the CD. If you haven't listened to it, you definitely should listen to it. I'm glad Shantae came on today and and talked to me about it. Um, This was fun. I apologize for all the cuss words I said during Donna's Tale. I was trying to not say as many, but it was riddled with it. But um, this was fun. I hope you guys had fun listening to it. Shantae, I appreciate you always. You're a friend of the show coming on shooting the shit with me um was there anything that you want to pub today anything you want to say in regards to how to find you
1: oh y'all can find me on instagram honcho honcho H O
0: O five. 5 that's it all right and uh you know you can find me on social media please follow please rate the show um you can find the show on spotify soundcloud apple Podcasts, audible pretty much any streaming platforms um you can find me on instagram at it's just my thoughts underscore podcast and Twitter is at ijmt podcast. I'm I'm usually floating around the Twitter world, so I'm always open to talk. Uh, let's see. I don't really have any announcements or anything coming up, but uh, just you know, continue to make the um, the pod grow. And also, uh, I do have the blog coming soon. I'm probably uh, probably going to launch at the beginning of February, probably. Um, is what I'm shooting for, and so I keep you posted on that. And so I thank you so much for listening today. Like always, it's Mika here and I appreciate you.